Live from beautiful Ashland, Oregon, I am Pleiadian Emissary of Light, Caroline Ra. Thank you all for joining me today. Welcome to Spirit of the Dawn. It has come into our collective consciousness, the power of being in the now, an elusive idea for many of us as we struggle through our days, thinking of the past and fearing the future. What if there was another way to experience our lives? My guest today, Nina Brown, has brought forth the universal wisdom of STAR, surrender, trust, allow, receive. Nina has infused these teachings into her own life and shares them in her book, STAR, A Now State of Being. Nina weaves findings from quantum physics, brain chemistry, and STAR to teach us how to be present in the now so we may be empowered creators of our realities and not entangled with the pain and emotions from the past or a fixed idea of the future. Nina's mission is to help each of us to discover our own divinity and join together to co-create the golden age on earth. I am delighted to welcome back to Spirit of the Dawn, Nina Brown. Nina, thank you so much for joining with us today. Oh, Caroline, I, yeah, I'm just so delighted and delighted to be invited back. I mean, what an honor and compliment. I have not fully recovered from our last interview. <laughs> <laughs> you brought me to tears at the end of that interview. It was so amazing. So uh, thank you. It, it was quite, quite joyful meeting with you, and I'm delighted to be reconnecting with you today. Well, I, I think we probably have played together uh, in the Pleiades, that's, that's what I think. <laughs> I think so, too. I yeah. think we know each other very, very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fun. We even look alike a little bit, which is kind of scary. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you have brought forth such an amazing... Uh, uh, the teachings of Star. It's uh, uh, amazing. And the book is so easy to uh, understand and use. But you didn't always have a life working with Star. Uh, tell us how Star came into your knowing. Um, thank you. And it, it's such an important question because I don't want to take credit for bringing it onto the planet uh, or any of its discovery, I am the communicator. What I understand, and I hope I pronounce his, his name correctly, the Atlantean uh, being, Thoth, T-H-O-T-H, uh, is the uh, deliverer of this extraordinary philosophy and wisdom. And it was brought through to an individual in Santa Fe by the name of James Jarrett, to whom I dedicate the book, Star and Now State of Being. And from James Jarab at Star Dreaming, I was introduced to the, the concept, surrender, trust, allow, receive. And then over a period of time, which I describe in my first book, Return of Love to Planet Earth, um, I had an extraordinary inquiry and and playing with these words, because as you can imagine, there are a lot of people on the planet, myself included, who don't particularly like the word surrender. Um, it is not uh, a word that we're comfortable with, because 
It reminds us of losing our power. Uh, for example, as I stated in the book, Napoleon at Waterloo surrendered. Well, heavens to Betsy, Caroline, you know, don't, don't ask me to do that. But, of course, as you know, we're talking about a totally different octave uh, or definition of each one of these words. So why don't we go through the true meaning of surrender and not what we have attached to it? Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to um, disregard or discredit any third-dimensional interpretation or activity or experience, because in, in my truth, we created all that, and it is very appropriate and very valid uh, when indeed it is appropriate and valid, but we've moved out of that. So the new definitions, the higher octave, and some could say dimensional uh, definition, but I love the word octave, um, of surrender is so much more empowering. And it's always, always on the foundation of knowing that we are sovereign beings, that we are divine humans. And once we have accepted that as our truth, then each one of these words shifts into a higher vibration or frequency. So it is the ego personality who is surrendering to one's wholeness or to one's sovereignty or to one's human divinity. And that is the, the power behind the word, and that is its uniqueness. Is, is that clear, Caroline? Did I, did I bring that across so. okay? I think so. You're reframing things for us so it doesn't hit the beats that make us feel disempowered by that word. And tell us what, you know, we need to really explore human divinity because it's so beautiful and it's one of the main teachings. Mm -hmm. And um, so let's explain that more, human divinity. Okay, and I can do it visually. Right. If, you, if you can imagine an hourglass, so we have... Uh, a, a pyramid shape on the bottom, a pyramid shape on the top, and the two points are coming together. Uh, let's, uh, in the upper part of the hourglass, let's put a descending dove, which would uh, symbolize our divinity. On the bottom of this hourglass, let's put the symbols for Earth, air, fire, and water, and that would symbolize our humanity. So when they come together at that junction point, of course, we have pyramid shapes, so the frequency and the energy are amplified at the point. We have the junction of humanity and divinity, and I call that the sacred heart. So we are making decisions, we are living our life, we are surrendering, trusting, allowing, receiving, and also accepting. From that junction point, it is a totally, totally, totally different way of uh, conducting our life, of dreaming our reality 
from the junction point as opposed to the lower triangle. Yes. Can you get, yes. can you get the vision on that? Yes, I drew a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've got one that I just absolutely adore, and it radiates from the junction point. So, Caroline, if you're making a decision about uh, my business, what is my business going to look like, and if you define yourself or your identity from that lower triangle as Nina or as Caroline, um, that's when force comes in because mm-hmm. we have to work really hard to make all of our, our dreams and our visions um, manifest from that position. But if we do it, from the junction point, and we have our wholeness supporting us in the vision, what can't we do? Now, Nina, when we do this, we're allowing the magic to happen in our lives. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. Absolutely. And why shouldn't our lives be just filled with that magic you're referring to and quantum leaps and all sorts of... uh, mystical, magical things, because we have our wholeness uh, to support us. Um, Should we go through briefly surrender or at length trust, allow, receive, and then explore more how uh, we can interact with those concepts? Sure. You're you're the leader here. Just ask me a question. (laughs) That's really very fine. (laughs) I'll be the leader. Um, In trust, um, describe to us what trust is. You know, I I can start with what it's not um, in the higher octave. In in third dimension, we perhaps are thinking, can I trust Caroline? Can I trust her to ask the right questions? Can I trust her that she is going to actually broadcast this interview? Anything you want to think of, that is not that is not the trust that I am referring to in the acronym STAR. Again, it is the ego personality, the lower triangle, coming into full... Um, union with the divine and trusting the wholeness to manifest and create and express and expand the intention and the vision that we have placed into the field of infinity. Okay, so now we have trusted, which keeps us in this place instead of reverting back to the other one, Um, and now allow and again, it's the same principle. It is not Nina allowing Caroline to whatever. That is not what I'm referring to. It is one more time the exact same thing on the foundation of knowing ourselves as sovereign beings. So the ego personality is allowing the wholeness the divinity within, to take the intention, to take the dream, to take the vision, and to um, expand it into the quantum field, 
with no, here, this is an important point, with no expectation of outcome and no judgment, no expectation, trusting with no expectation, allowing with no expectation. And why not? Because the, the divinity within knows exactly how to do it, what to do, where to go, what to choose. It is the ego that is confused by that. So when we have a a fixed outcome in place or an expectation, we then proceed through a series of disappointments in our life because (laughs) we, we have planned out what will happen, and when it doesn't happen, we don't see the magic at all, ever. And so, Caroline... Who is the we we're talking about? Um, Who, and it's the we that is the ego, the ego personality that is trying to run the show. Yes. <laughs> and I'm saying no more. From the junction point of the divine and the human, there is no need for force, there is no need for expectation, because how can it be anything but perfect? And receive. You say receive with appreciation and gratitude. Can you tell us about the? I know that that's one of the themes of your life. You are. It's such an important part of how you interact with everyone. Explain about appreciation and gratitude. Well, you know, I got the. Uh, I think it was Joan Ocean uh, who was writing about the dolphins. Appreciation and gratitude is their message. Uh, I'm a, a channel not as not doing it as often for the Golden Dolphin Avatar as it's Sirius B, and the message always is appreciation and gratitude. So if there's an action step in the philosophy of STAR where we are surrendering our intention to the field, surrendering our ego personality to wholeness, trusting, allowing. That one action step is the fuel of appreciation and gratitude for what already exists, which we will soon see in physical form. It is, it is the, uh, it's the fuel. It's the energy. Uh, such beautiful words. You know, one of the things you talk about and you experience and your life is about is play. <laughs> and um, I happen to love that because that's, that's how I experience things also. <laughs> yeah. Can you share with us about play? Oh, I, it's one of my favorite, favorite topics. Um, and it started with my grandson. He said, uh, I don't want to do the dishes. I want to go out and play. Well, Caroline, he was not going to play hockey. He was not going to play chess. He was not going to play cards. He was just going to go outside and play. So I had this wonderful opportunity to begin to question, what does it mean? What, it, what does it mean when he's going to play? Um, and I even asked him, and, and he couldn't answer. So I ultimately had a transmission, 
and I received the answer or the description or definition of the word play, and it is so simple. It's so simple. It is to be in the now. So you and I are playing right now because, quite frankly, I am not thinking about last year's taxes right this minute. <laughs> I'll try not to then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, really, I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I am very focused on you. I am focused on listening to what you're asking. I am focused on the on the response that I want to give to you. I am focused on uh, on everything that is current. So we can play at work. We can play at Thanksgiving dinner. We can play wherever we are. And it means that I am not being bombarded by... Oh, well, somebody told me that Caroline ABC, and that's going to change my speaking with you, and it's going to change my listening to you, because it's it's memories and, and emotions and thoughts from the past, or the future, the fear of the future. Oh, Caroline's not going to like me because I said whatever. None of that. None of that. That's old energy drama. We're pl- we're playing in the now, and it's clean and crystalline and vibrant, and a whole lot of fun. It is, Nina. It is. <laughs> but Nina, Nina, yes. in your book, we, we you we are we have emotional addictions. Yeah, isn't that isn't that tell incredible? Us, tell and, us and look, about our emotional addictions. Well, and you know, I'm going to give credit to Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, whom many people know as one of the participants in the movie What the Bleep, and he wrote the most extraordinary book. And isn't it amazing how the universe put it right in front of me when I needed it, when I was writing this book, because it is, um, I believe, scientific uh, explanation. The name of his book is Breaking the habit of being yourself. What a great title. So let me, let me tell a story, uh, and I'm making this up. So my father, when I was uh, five years old, spanked my fingers because I did not draw inside of the lines. Okay. The brain cannot tell the difference between an experience and a memory. What happened when my father spanked my fingers was that my front brain registered the experience and the next part of my brain shot out into my body neuropeptides. And they were um, representative of how I felt, which was ashamed and embarrassed and all those other emotions of not having pleased my father. Well, that afternoon when I was five, I had a memory of this awful experience, and the same thing happened in my brain. It registered the memory and sent out the neuropeptides. So I'm creating um, uh, synapses in my brain, and I'm sending out chemicals. Well, here I am, Caroline. I'm very much older than five years old, and I'm still talking about it. 
Mm-hmm. So, as I'm talking about it, the same thing is happening. My body is flooding with these you're no good neuropeptides. And I am, I've been doing this for so long that I'm really addicted to it and my body thinks it's yummy and it's going to do whatever it can to create a situation that is going to replicate the I'm no good scenario. Well, as much as I want to paint a painting and to have you buy it, it will never happen in my present state because I will sabotage it, turn it around, because my body loves (laughs) these yummy, juicy, I'm no good chemicals. (laughs) But there is an answer. Yeah, there is an answer. And the answer is, if I can move myself into the now state of being, if I can go into theta or alpha or a meditation, or lucid dream state, and if I can all of a sudden say, wow, what would it look like if Caroline bought one of my paintings? Wow, what would that feel like? What I'm doing is I'm disconnecting the synapses in my brain that I have created over a lifetime of remembering that memory And I'm replacing it with new. And when I replace it with new, I'm creating new neuropeptides in my body. So I'm changing the interior architecture of my body. And last step, as we think and as we speak, we create energy in the field as waves of potential. This is quantum physics which I collapse into physical reality. So as I change my thoughts, I am changing my interior and my exterior and thus my reality. And I'll bet you're going to buy my painting. I will. I will, Nina. The process you just described, is that what, um, when you say we have to do our work or inner alchemy, or is inner alchemy more? No, I think it's I think it's the same for me, mm-hmm. and and so so critical. And it's it's a process, Caroline. You know, it'll it'll happen um, as quickly or as slowly as we need it to. Because the last thing we want to do is blow our electrical system, overcharge our bodies. Uh, but I think in this new paradigm, this new twenty six thousand year cycle that we entered on 12-21-12, it is going exponentially fast. Do you feel that? Oh, I was just, it's totally, I'm, I'm actually going to completely revise my healing practice because yes. things have changed so much. Uh, there's a whole new paradigm and people can really get on with very exciting lives much faster. And it's being in the now and moving forward and it's very exciting and it's and it does happen very quickly and sometimes overnight. It's absolutely amazing. And I think so many people would say exactly what you said, myself included. It was kind of like I completed a body of work, entered a void, 
and came out on the other side with new tools and new uh, dreams and new energy, for sure. Yes. I feel we're embracing our true selves instead of spending time healing the past and spending time in the past. We're embracing our true essence of light and love. I love it. And you know what I would, um, the distinction I would make, and certainly for me, is that last year, and of course I mean the last 26,000 year cycle, uh, which I call last year, last year we had a knowing. And the knowing was that we were divine humans. This year, this 26,000 year cycle, it's an acceptance. The distinction between knowing or even receiving and accepting. For me, I am, every fiber in my body has accepted that I am a sovereign being and I cannot be knocked off my pedestal. So there's no more teaching for me and there is no more seeking because I know and I've accepted as a sovereign being that I, and I believe also you and all the listeners, contain all of the universal wisdom within our cosmic hologram. It's just a matter of remembering. It's, it's truly a beautiful place to be when we do remember. And I remember the moment when I remembered, and it's wow. It's a very wow moment. A wow moment. I love that. Well, you know, there's one thing I'd love to share, which is last year, again, the last uh, cycle, we had a toolkit which we used to create our third dimension reality. Now, this year, in this new paradigm, knowing that we're sovereign beings, what toolkit do we use? And I would suggest we don't want to use the one we used last year because that's going to create the same old, same old. So the beauty of the philosophy that has been gifted to the planet of star is it is a new tool. I call it the magic wand of the sovereign being. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Nina, in, in your first book, it, uh, Return of Love to Planet Earth Memoir of a Reluctant Visionary, which is an exquisite book and beautiful, but it is about you getting to now where you are now. Yes. Um, it's, it's, and now that's almost in the old paradigm of getting that and, and bringing you up to now, and now your new offering is Star, a Now State of Being. Right. Um, Kind of exciting to think of what you're going to do next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what it is. I know what it is, Caroline. Okay. Um, my, my truth is that you and I, and that's the, the broad term you, so all of the listeners, all of the starseeds, um, came back to planet Earth at this particular moment in the evolution of human consciousness to 
create, and this is the important word, and anchor, and anchor the next golden age. We've had lots of golden ages, but where are they? They're gone. And, of course, you know, then we get into the wonderful conversation about time and space and how it doesn't exist and how they overlap, and that's too much for me. But here we are in this particular moment in the evolution of human consciousness. All star seeds were turning to the planet in order to create and anchor the next golden age. And what I know in my truth is we cannot do it alone. So my next goal, and I've already begun it, is to bring together communities of like-minded people, which we now can do virtually. Uh, There are lots of tools, Skype for sure, uh, Google Hangout, you name it, or in physical physical space, uh, bringing people together so that we can take coherent thought, and this is back to quantum physics again. If, If you're thinking about chickens and I'm thinking about cows, we're not going to be as creative as we would be if we were both on the same page and in coherent thought. So we have a philosophy, star, which we can now use as a foundation for our dreaming, and we can come together in small groups, large groups, communities, when two or more come together and dream What is it that we choose for this next golden age, this new earth? I mean, it's so exciting. (laughs) What a playground. Well, the star teachings seem as if they have wonderful applications for a family to work from the star teachings, uh, to become a a loving uh, container for everyone's growth, and also for, for businesses. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I mean, that is music to my ear. And and I want to add a new term, which is uh, going to be the title of our next book, Star, the Fascinated Observer's Guide. So it will be uh, the application of the philosophy in everyday life. So being the fascinated observer, that that is the trick. So you and I are in an experience. Um, oh, let's say that, that we're in the supermarket 10-item uh, fast checkout lane, and, and we've got this really important appointment to get to or interview to do. And the person in front has 11 items. Well, my gosh, I mean... Think of all the things you could say. How dare you? Why don't you go back to school? Why don't you learn how to count? Uh, How could you do this to me? I'm going to be late for my appointment. But in this new paradigm, using the philosophy of STAR, you and I both switch gears into this higher vibration and become the fascinated observer. So what does that look like? It is... Wow, Caroline, how fascinating. 
I wonder why we created this. Because I believe as sovereign beings, we are the creator of our reality and that nobody can do anything to us. And if you take a situation like that and you follow it through as a fascinated observer, what I believe we find on uh, reflection is something like your very best friend that you haven't seen for 10 years walks through the door and you would have missed her. Or, I mean, you can do this in so many different ways. Had you gotten out of the grocery store quickly, another experience would have taken place that might have been uncomfortable. You know, I can think of all sorts of things. So the universe, the field, the quantum field is dancing with us. And if we criticize it, if we uh, judge it, if we have expectations, then it makes life, um, I think, more difficult. But if we can step back, stay engaged, and not judge, not criticize, not have expectations, but just dance with the field, that's when the magic and the synchronicities come into play. You know, that was a fun story. I pictured us at the local co-op. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was even picturing what she had in her, uh, in her thing, her 11 items. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Nina, do you feel that each day here is an orchestrated event designed for our own learning and that we are participating in that orchestration? I, I love the question. I'd love to have your response, and I guess there's a fine distinction here. Um, is it being orchestrated by a god outside of ourselves that's sitting on Mount Olympus, uh, and we have puppet strings on? No, I don't think so. Is it being orchestrated um, by our own subconscious or conscious thoughts, absolutely. That goes back to my statement, and of course this is all my truth. Um, well, let's, let's talk about quantum physics for just a second. My And I'm an expert. I read a whole paragraph in a book once, and so I just want you to know. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I'm going to do my best here. <laughs> I make a statement, um, and the statement is, I hold the intention that the next business I create will be uh, very successful. Okay, so those words have now left me in the form of energy and have gone into the quantum field as waves of potential. In that field, all possibilities exist. I am also the observer. And when I open my eyes up, this is a little simplistic, but bear with me, when my eyes are shut, all of my reality turns into particles of creation or waves of potential. When I open my eyes up, I become the observer of those waves of possibility, and I choose 
subconsciously almost always, but now in this new paradigm consciously. And my choice collapses the waves of possibility into material reality. That is how Nina creates her reality. And it is all from my internal, um, I'll call it architecture, uh, fear of the past. Boy, that is a big impactor of my future. If I can get rid of that, I can dream you buying my painting. Why can't I, why can't I dream that into reality? The only reason I can't is because I don't believe I can. Does that does that answer your question? Yes, it does very much so. And you know, when we experience um, something in our life that brings up one of our emotional addictions, I have been finding that I've been using Store this week to work myself out of that feeling to a healthier place of experiencing what's happening and separate myself from from that. Uh, pain from something from the past and to return back to the now and it, it, could you explain I feel it's a process that we're learning and I think that's an important thing for everyone listening to know that it's relearning how to how to experience ourselves I, I love that and I just can't tell you how much it means to me that I'm hearing you say that you are actually applying this philosophy I mean that that <laughs> if I if I have a dream, the biggest dream I have is that everybody on the planet is exposed to this information. What they do with it uh, is beyond my control or my desire to even think about. But for us not to know, um, that that's I guess what I'm. That's why I'm so glad the book has been written. Okay, um, one of the things I write about is a process I call click and drag. And click and drag means that one day I was driving, um, oh, right near where you live. Yeah, you were in Ashland, huh? I was in Ashland. And (laughs) I had a terrible experience because this man I was supposed to have lunch with on Monday thought we were supposed to have lunch on Sunday, but I was on Mount Shasta without my cell phone, and he was annoyed. And uh, so here I am driving in, in Washington, or uh, where was I, California, driving towards Ashland, and uh, my stomach, my stomach was just on fire because I was so uh, berating myself for having done something wrong, which was not true at all. And I said to myself, oh, Nina, what did you write about in your book? How are you going to solve this? <laughs> you know, you must have written something to, to feel better here because this is just awful. And so what I did is as the thought came into my brain that I'm no good, I disappointed that man. What could I have done to have changed things um, He'll never speak to me again. Any of those old paradigm programmed conditioned responses, when it entered my brain, I, I guess you'd have to say etherically, grabbed onto it, click, 
and I dragged the thought, hopefully before it was fully expressed, down into my heart. And I let go. And what happened, back to quantum physics, is that thought, the energy of that thought, was sent out from my heart, from the frequency and the vibration of my heart, into the field, into the multidimensional field, and released. And I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And Caroline, it was not very long when the field returned an aha to me. And the aha was the answer to why that whole situation turned out the way it had to. And without getting into a detailed explanation of that, the man had to meet his friends on Sunday without me, and I had to meet him alone on Monday, and it was perfect. It could not have been more perfect. The field had orchestrated, rearranged, and recalibrated our meetings, our getting together, to a more perfected state. So click and drag, click and drag, click and drag is a, a tool. Well, I love how you're not clicking and dragging it to the trash bin. It's, you're dragging it to your heart to bring things yeah. into wholeness. Yeah, yeah. How beautiful, beautiful. I also feel that's a big part of the new paradigm. Uh, is bringing things into wholeness. I, I love it. I love it. And you know, it would be fun to hear from you, Caroline, if uh, you have an example of using the star philosophy in everyday life. Um, has, have you gotten to the point where that has happened? Oh, very, very much so. I mean, it's helping me. I'm at a point right now and in this week where so many beautiful changes and opportunities are happening in my life and I am keeping with star in experiencing them new and not bringing an old me and old emotions to the new experience and reminding myself that there's another way and uh, it's magical, absolutely magical. <laughs> You know, it is so much more powerful hearing it come from you because you are, uh, you're not me. <laughs> well, maybe I am. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, could, I wrote the book and I can sit here and talk and talk and talk about it, but if it actually had an impact on another person's life, and by the way, I hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. I hear it all the time. Even my editor, even my publisher have begun to apply the philosophy to their lives. And, and here's, here's a really tricky one, and it would be fun to get your feedback, and, and maybe we won't happen today, maybe it's something we'll have to think about. Um, as the fascinated observer, it's probably easy to understand how it can happen in a grocery store, but, and I want to say this with great uh, amount of delicacy. Can one be the fascinated observer of what one perceives to be a tragic experience? Pick any tragic experience you want. Can we do that? And my answer is absolutely yes. And here is how. 
as a fascinated observer of any experience in life, we feel completely everything we feel in the moment. We feel sad. We feel scared. We, we feel uh, confused. What we don't feel is any of the old programming. You should expect the following outcome because Uncle Joey had a similar situation. You should expect that it's going to turn out this way because it always turns out that way. Well, there is magic in the field. There is quantum leaping in the field. Miracles happen all the time. If we stay absolutely present in the now, are the fascinated observer of what we have created, have all the delicious experiences and feelings of the moment without judgment, without expectation, that, in my opinion, is how we ride through in, in uh, ease and grace, in the flow, experiences that last year would have bowled us over. That is so beautiful, Nina. Thank you. Beautiful sharing wisdom with us today. We have had, we, we still have plenty of time, Nina, but I just want to remind everyone we're, we're speaking with Nina Brown, and she has written an amazing book, Star, A Now State of Being. Her website is ninabrown33.com, and there's lots of things at your website. You do so many videos uh lots of information and you also do multi-dimensional sessions with people can you tell us a little bit about your offerings oh i I love it thank you so much and you know it is um just like you the work that i did last year is not what i do this year because we are in a new energy literally new energy uh environment It boils down to, Caroline, the fact that I no longer teach. I no longer heal. I no longer seek. And I absolutely know that everyone in my presence is a sovereign being. So what kind of a session can you possibly have? The answer is I call them star aha sessions. (laughs) (laughs) And what that means is what I do do is I inspire. Just as you inspire your listeners, just as you inspire me, I inspire other people. We all inspire each other. We all contain, in my truth, uh, the hologram of universal wisdom, but some of us are still not remembering or don't have a full awareness yet, but it's all there. So I uh, work with individuals to clarify what I call the essential qualities which support the star principles or star philosophy. And the it's like sitting on a chair. Um, if you're sitting on a chair now, I, I guess... All four legs are the same size? Is that true? 
One's not shorter than another. On an antique Chinese chair. I love it. And so if you would take um, your visual uh, imagination and think of the front right leg as accepting our human divinity, take the front left leg and think of it as self-love, take the back left leg and think of it as the now state of being or play, and then the back right leg and think of it as what I call the expanded golden rule, do unto all creation what you would have all creation do unto you. So if all of those um, essential qualities are strong and fully uh, part of your state of being, then we can play and imagine and, and uh, dream our reality using the philosophy of stars, surrender, trust, allow, receive. So that, that's my work. It's strengthening self-love, which very often is um, a weaker leg, or strengthening the now state of being, and on and on. And so it becomes an aha session of remembering. (laughs) That's beautiful, Nina. Thank you. We have five minutes left to talk. Nina Brown's book is Star, A Now State of Being. Her website is ninabrown33.com. And uh, one of the things is that uh, the book does have these amazing affirmations which people can work with every day. Tell us about the affirmations. Oh, I love it. I I guess I'm a little caught off guard. Are you referring to the Be the Love? Well, there's there's things at the beginning of the book. There's statements that we can make out loud, Be the Love. And then at the end of the book, it also goes into... Another another uh, yeah. affirmation, and I love daily affirmations. It's something I write and I channel, and I love working with. And I find it allows the magic to um, to enter much more uh, easily with less resistance on my part. Yeah. Um, tell us about the power of affirmations. Well, I I uh, think that probably is an area of, of expertise that is. Uh, coming from you, and I, I love it. Uh, what I would love to do is just kind of guide that question into looking at the very, very back of the book where I think my publisher and I did something absolutely audacious. And what we did is we had an affirmation which I labeled the Emancipation Proclamation of Human Divinity. So when you're talking about affirmations, Caroline, um, I don't know how often a person uh, declares publicly, openly, uh, vocally, that they are a divine human. Let me just read the first sentence, or first two sentences. I proclaim 
I mean, that's a big word. I proclaim to be free of all limitations imposed from knowing myself as less than whole. I now proclaim my soul has returned to its original nature. And on and on it goes with proclaiming and reclaiming and acknowledging. It is a very, very, very powerful proclamation, proclamation of human divinity. And can you imagine, Caroline, if everybody on the planet, because I dream big, said that? And actually accepted it. I mean, transformation of the planet. So it's a very powerful to say a proclamation uh, in uh, the morning. Our show is, of course, Spirit of the Dawn. But at the dawn is the sun rising. There is a tremendous energy to tap into the newness of the day. Uh, and that is a lovely time for affirmations, to actually go outside and greet, greet the sun. Uh, it's very powerful. So maybe I do greet the sun. Maybe I'll read the proclamation tomorrow morning when the sun comes up. And, and you know very quickly the impact it's going to have. It's like um, a pebble in the ocean, but it will ripple throughout our galaxy and all of the other galaxies. Mm. It's really true. We live in a universe where everything we do uh, affects everyone and everything, and uh, we are very, very connected and interconnected. Such fun. Nina, I absolutely love you, and I have loved spending this time with you. We have been with Nina Brown. Her website is ninabrown33.com. I encourage everyone to really read her book, Star, A Now State of Being, and play with Nina. Oh, and, and I should share with you that this visionary publisher at Gather Insight, um, the book is exclusive to Gather Insight, and so the information is on my website. Uh, and it was at... Jaylene Clark, the publisher's uh, invitation that this book has been created. So I really acknowledge her. How lovely, Nina. I thank you deeply, Nina, and I thank everyone who has joined with us today. Sending love from my home to yours, I am Pleiadian Emissary of Light, Caroline Roth.